and welcome back to the Common Man Podcast. The chance for three very ordinary human beings to discuss their take on the world of sport in a very underwhelming fashion. Joining me as always, it's Mr. Mediocre himself. Welcome, Friendy. Oh. I'm not going to be media. I'm not going to be mediocre. I can't do it. I'm excited to be here, and there is so much happening. And I'm, I'm just, I'm happy that I was, I was asked first to yeah, come into I, the room. I thought I'd throw in a bit of a curveball there. Oh. I could even see uh, Forty on the Zoom was a bit confused. Like he'd unmuted his mic. He was good to go. Oh, and and Forty is very much set in his ways. He won't be liking this. <laughs> I needed to to put up what we uh, have at school, the change card, just to prepare him that there yeah, was going nice. to be a change happening. In class nice. today. I didn't do it. Sorry, 40. Um, <laughs> we've mentioned your name enough, but I'll go through. This is what I said. Of course, it wouldn't be a podcast without our own Norman Normal. Welcome, 40. Thanks, horse. Uh, if I'm Norman Normal, I'm not sure. What does that make you? I don't know. You guys get to come up with a name for me. Uh, I don't know. We can't pick one on the, on the top of our uh, heads, but uh, what all about- I will say is turn it up, friendy, mate. I'm stuck in my routine. I was happy. I completely <laughs> oh. forgot though about our pre-podcast um, <laughs> briefing that you were studying first. So, <laughs> nah, lads, I'm just excited we're all back together. It's great times. I'll go with um Aaron Average, A.A. Ron Average. Nice. That can be Love my it. name. Hey, so yeah. we've just been in uh, in Victoria in a another brief lockdown in regional Victoria. Friendy, is there anything that you took away from this lockdown? Was it was it annoying or was it just like an old friend popping in for a visit for a week? Oh, it was a little different for me, uh, Horse. I've, I've stepped into your territory and, and become a teacher this year. So uh, just navigating through online learning um, for the first time, which is a bit mm. different for me. Um, I, I can't say I would enjoy that for any more than a week. Yeah, you've tapped out. That was enough. You had the experience. You can say you've been a remote That's learning right. teacher. 40. Yep. Any anything different this time around for you? Um, no, not really. Just uh, Celebrity Apprentice is uh, kicked off really well, and um, getting into that. Um, but otherwise, it's been a pretty quiet couple of weeks. I've got to admit, I've been watching uh, Celebrity Apprentice as well. <laughs> oh, he's, hey, he's here a, we go. Here we go. He's changed. You've changed horse. Oh, look, I'm a Ross Noble fan. Uh, yeah, he's been good. Ross and. So, yeah. I listened to his podcast. He's been talking about it for months and I was up and about and I was ready to go when that started. Maybe we'll reflect on it later on in the podcast. Let's not. Well, anyway, time is a ticking. The stakes on the fork. So let's quit the fluff and get down to sports talk. Nice horse. This week in sport, we're going to start off with some AFL as we always do. We are 12 rounds down and we're right in the midst of another evenly matched season. Now, this morning, we were met with a shock announcement that Nathan Buckley will call it quits at the end of this round, meaning the Queen's birthday game in Sydney against Melbourne will be his last as Collingwood coach. Friendy, how does this make you feel? We have an end to now both Bucks and Eddie, a new regime for the Pies. What are your thoughts? It's It threw me today. I'm not going to lie, fellas. Um, it, it came out of nowhere. I, to be fair, I thought it was going to happen at the end of the season, that he might have just drifted off. Um, but this is big. Uh, I think there's a lot more that we don't know. I think sometimes when you hear this information, what, what else is going on behind the scenes? I think Collingwood... Uh, in a very ordinary place at the moment. Um, so Bucks, who arguably is the greatest uh, Collingwood magpie of all time, um, he's certainly up there. I think it's uh, it, it's going to be sad to lose him. I think it's it's probably going to be good going forward. I think, he, as I said, I think he was done at the end of the year. It's interesting, though, that he's quit or he's stepped down, but he's getting kind of this farewell game. I don't know the last time that, that maybe happened, maybe yeah. never. Um, so hopefully they send him off send him off well. Uh, but again, he didn't win a premiership as a player and he didn't quite get one taste of chocolates as a coach either. So maybe it's a good thing that he's not there anymore. Now, I'll just jump in there for a second. I reckon Brad Scott got a farewell game in the middle of the season. 
Did he? Yeah, I feel like he did. Something, oh, well. something in a fact check. So I think that was only a couple of years ago. But That's correct, Matt. 2019 in May, uh, Brad Scott decided to leave mid-year. That's, that's, just, <laughs> that's just brought me down a peg. There you go. Yeah, I think it does happen a bit. Um, okay. Obviously okay. more than – doesn't happen at the West Coast Eagles, though, obviously. that's. Uh, well, I, I guess he didn't get forced out. He kind of – well, maybe he didn't. See, we don't know. We don't know all the facts. Oh, I reckon he's just signed a contract with Channel 7. He's tapped out. He said, yeah, I'm done. I, I can't put myself through this for another six months. We are not traveling well. Forty, do you agree with that sentiment? Oh, absolutely. I think um, one thing that I thought, this is one of the one of the uh, most, well, how do you say it? Significant, greatest partnerships, Eddie Maguire, Nathan Buckley, mm. Eddie's love child, Nathan. He maneuvered. Mickey Moldhouse out, got his love child in. Eddie's gone. Bucks is gone. This is a new Collingwood. We, a I, big time. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know this team. This is this is bizarre. It is bizarre. Who do we think could be a potential coach to take over? Oh, you'd be silly not to sit down with Alistair Clarkson and offer him a quick five-year deal. Um, and I reckon Paul Ruse, I'd, I'd have a crack at as well. Um, I don't know the young young ones coming through, but fellas, what do you think? Well, they were even reporting Chris Scott the other week had been approached. Yes, oh. they did say, and they said, "What would you say if he came and spoke to you?" He said, "I'm the Geelong coach." <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> no, that's pretty uh, pretty obvious. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know about Paul Roos. I think he, I don't think he wants to do coaching. He came in to help out, obviously Melbourne. Um, but I'm not sure whether he'd want to come back in and do that sort of. Maybe there is someone that we don't know about. Um, Ross the boss coming through. What about Ross yep. Lyon? Could Ross Lyon. Oh, you see him another having one? another go. Absolutely. He does Brad seem Scott. to love the media. It's he's loving being in the media at the moment. Ross. Brad Scott's what? obviously uh, there as well. The twin brother of Chris. Oh, I see the twin brother of uh, Chris. Yeah, I, 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 I recently come across that information. Oh, right. That's incredible. <laughs> There's heaps out there. Lots though. of names. Lots of names. I think it's really just a wait and see. I'm sure in the next uh, few days slash weeks, we will have those names that are genuinely interested in the gig and at the forefront of that gig being reported well, upon. The other thought is uh, obviously Robert Harvey's the interim yeah. coach the rest of yeah. the season. Would he continue on? Yeah, Mate, you don't hear much for, about him. No. Well, they're going so badly. I'd put Robert Harvey in their in their midfield. <laughs> Definitely, he probably he probably outrun them. Hey, uh, speaking of, uh, can I? We just digress very quickly, uh, horse. I uh, a couple of weeks uh, ran a half marathon down at the uh, Great Ocean Road uh, Run Festival, and um, and there was little, a little plug. Pre- <laughs> there was a previous. There was an ex AFL footballer that ran the half marathon. I'm just walking, like at the end of the race, walk obviously was ahead of me, uh, walking the race, you know, collecting your gear and all that sort of stuff. And uh, lo and behold. Are we going to get one clues? Of Western Bulldogs player, uh, injured, missed out on the grand final that they won. Oh, Bob Murphy. Bob Murphy. Wow. He was down there. He's just walking through the crowd. Just doing his thing. I'm, I actually had to look back a couple of times and go, hang on, was that Bob Murphy? And yeah, go. it was. So there you go. Just a bit of a not just not bit just of a player. digress. He was the captain and missed out. Correct. Yeah. One of the one of the greats. So there you go. There you go. And I'm sure on SEN Drive with Andy Ma, he has probably said something similar. Oh, after the half marathon, I was just walking, collecting me stuff. Mm. And I was yep. like, is that Mr. Echo? Is <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Is that the Echo player of the year? And he goes, is that, can I have your, are you from the Common Man podcast? And I said, well, <laughs> look, yeah, for you, Bob, whatever you want. Yep. That's me. I'm, we'll uh, send you, we'll send you a bumper sticker. We'll <laughs> send you a bumper sticker to put on the back of your car. Well, I do miss his show, Bob, that he used to run on, uh, on Fox footy. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed that show. Okay. Let's keep moving on. So last Sorry, time we boys. spoke, that's okay, 40. That's okay. You can chime in anytime. <laughs> but last time we spoke, 
40, you were not so sure on the D's. And I'll even admit yep. myself that at that time, I thought the doggies were more likely to maintain their place at the top of the table. However, now we're looking at a Melbourne side that is 11 and one clear on top. Have you changed your tune at all? Well, they certainly have kept powering on, have they? But you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns here. And I'm going to say, look, it's it's pretty a fair chance they're still going to be top four. But I, I just don't think they're going to make the grand final. I reckon there's got to be a point. They're just a couple of players, a couple of injuries, they're gone. So I'm, I'm sticking with my guns. I still think the doggies are going to be up there. Um, West Coast is one of the teams I think certainly I thought would be up there has dropped away a fair bit but Brizzy is up there Geelong's going to be up there uh, Richmond will be there about so um, it's good to see a lot of the Victorian teams um, horse it is good to see I was reading an article about a month ago and then it's sort of popped up again where Cam Mooney suggested he saw a lot of uh, Melbourne 2021 he saw a lot of Geelong 07 in Melbourne 2021 in the style of play there they had their setback in 2018 they made the prelim and didn't win just like Geelong had had the prelim loss in 2004 that had a few down years but seemed to Mm. have got things back together and there is a number of Melbourne um, officials that have a Geelong link uh, including I don't know Shannon Burns I think there was two or three Yep, and there was also Max Rook and Brendan McCartney. Gee, there's a big name if I've never heard one. <laughs> okay, well, it gets, gets a bit bigger than that. Um, Burnsy was a, a multiple premiership winner with Geelong. Um, I'll have to look that one up, actually. Anyway, th- those guys had also reflected that there's that same vibe. So I'm, I'm really, uh, I'll put it out there. I reckon Melbourne are the team to beat. It's not that crazy. Yep. They're eleven and one. No, but certainly not. I'm enjoying watching them play as well. They have an enjoyable style, just like our cats of 07, where just you know, taking the game on. Cosy Pickett's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just slick ball movement, and they seem to have a bit of depth. So I'm all in on the D's. And I'll I reckon chat. they said. They said the same thing about Richmond in 2017, linking him to the Cats, and that that certainly came to be true. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't see why it won't happen if they get this first one out of the way. I think once you kind of get one under your belt, mm. you know, even though they're hard to win, you kind of know that you can do it. And then, you know, so it's a scary thought. Um, I hope they don't win. Not a huge fan of the D's, but <laughs> good, good on them. I mean, that's the other thing as well. It's been so long. For the D's, just mm. like it had been so long for Geelong at that mm. point in time. And no one wanted to say that the lid's off. 40, you might remember we were 52 points up at half time of the 2007 grand final. And I said, the lid's off. And you were like, not just yet, Matty. Hold your horses. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not forget their last Brownlow winner was the great Shane, Shane Woden. Woden. <laughs> One of the greatest Brandlow winners of all time. Love the spray tan and a peroxide hair. Yeah, yeah. 40's one of your mates. Yeah. (laughs) Well, back when I was 19. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So we agree that though the D's are a fair chance. Oh, look, absolutely. And I'm just saying my, I'm just just being my opinion. Oh, look, they'll drop off. But yeah, look, they could go all the way. They, They are a very good team. As long as they don't have any major injuries, they uh, are the team to beat. I agree. And what about the Eagles, 40? Do you think they're any chance? Any hope? No, nah, no. Nah, I think they're going to be thought. I think they're going to be struggling to make the finals, to be honest. So um, unless they can sort themselves out, they did last year. So there's, they're a good club, good team. So I think they can sort themselves out, but um, they're certainly not going to be a contender this year. We're at the mid-year. And mid-year, all Australian teams have been announced throughout all of the media outlets. One of the quite interesting ones that I found was Mark Robinson, who penciled in eight demons, four dogs, and four lions, meaning 16 of the 22 positions were taken up by only three teams. Um, So there is a little bit of controversy out there. We're not going to go through each team 
line by line, player by player. All I want to know at this stage, how many locks do we actually think there are? I'm going to throw out two to start and then 40. I'm going to throw to you for a couple. Mm-hmm. Friendy, yep. over to you for a couple. And we'll keep going yep. until we see oh, yep. we've we've Sounds, locked in how many have we good. locked in. So yep. I think my two locks at this stage, um, first of all, will be a homer. And I think that Tom Stewart has to be a lock in the back line. He has just picked up 100 and had he not broken his collarbone last year, he probably would have been all Australian again last year and would have been going for his fourth in a row. Instead, he'll be going for his third in five years, which is just incredible as a mature player. And the other person that I'm locking in at this point in time is the Brownlow favorite, the captain of the Western Bulldogs, who will be the captain of the all Australian team as I see it. Marcus Bontempelli. Good call. Good horse. Call. Fair call. Thank you. 40, who have you got? Uh, well, look, Petrarca, lock in. Like, he yep. would be what's um, very closely behind Bont in terms of Brownlow favourites. Um, definitely has to be there. Um, I'm going to go someone a little bit, uh, maybe left of field, um, Cam Guthrie. I think he can be very underrated and uh, not saying... He's a lock in terms of uh, starting, but I think he's a lock on the bench as a midfielder. I'll take that. I'm a homer. Certainly, I think Cam has been our uh, second best, if not best, player this season. Um, so, yep, I'm keen I'm keen for that. Friendy, can you throw a couple so more in the mix? So, he didn't make the halfway team, but he's a lock. He didn't make, he didn't make a couple of people's halfway teams, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I'm going to go with, um, I expected more from Carlton this year, but this guy is certainly, uh, he's standing tall in the back line and Jacob Wiedering, I think is a lock for the all Australian team. Um, very, very, very good player, Jacob Wiedering. Um, I like watching him go about it. And then, uh, I'm going to go with Tex Walker's mate from Melbourne, Jake Lever. Mm. I think he is also a lock for the All-Australian team. I believe they've made amends um, and they are all good since his exit from the uh, the Adelaide Crows. Well, speaking... Now, oh. now Freddie, look, just because a couple of media outlets have posted their mid-year All-Australian team doesn't mean that's what it's going to be. <laughs> well, I'm just going from the one off AFL.com and that's uh, the most reliable one I've found. So, <laughs> I mean, Mark, Mark Robinson, I mean... Oh, I mate, Mark Robinson, up. seriously. But I, put him, I put him alongside BT. That's what I think of Mark <laughs> Robinson. Look, everyone's, everyone's allowed to have their opinions. That's fine. Correct. That's fine. I've got another one who I think is a lock that we haven't mentioned yep. yet. He's the... Shaggy head ginger Adonis of the Melbourne midfield, and that is Clary Oliver. Yeah, who yep, I agree, who has been dominating at the same level, if not at a higher level than Petrarca in the last month or so, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, uh, I agree with that one big time. I don't want to put Gorn in as a lock for Ruck just yet because. because Injuries to big men do happen mm-hmm. in the second half of a season. And it only takes one injury, three or four weeks out. And then someone like Nick Nat, who has really stepped up of late to take that mantle, just putting it out there. But totally, if he, if he stays fit, he would have to be a lock and probably vice-captain. So, so you've, you've locked him in with an asterisk mark. Yes, I have. I take this serious. Good way to put it forward. Good way to put it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Just in case he has an injury, but if he doesn't, he's a lock. Yeah. Um, Haven't done that for anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I reckon Stephen May, fullback, he's he's been very good. Um, Key defender. Lock him in. Uh, My second lock would have to be the great man. You know, like he doesn't have to kick a lot of goals to be a dominant force, Tomahawk. He's uh, maybe just uh, not quite as hot. Last year's common medals, um, not kicking as many goals, but still is goal assists, 
up there. He's also, I think he was ranked number two in forward 50 tackles. Mm. Um, he's just all over it and uh, such a huge playmaker for Geelong uh, in their forward line. So he has to be a lock, whether he's, yep. he's you know, on the starting or whatever. He is number Somewhere. one for score involvements in the AFL and has mm. been for a number of yep. seasons now because he is selfless and will hand it off to others. Yep. Yep. And and I, I here's, here's my only little bit of a pushback because I actually agree for it. I think he will be, when it's all said and done, he will be an All-Australian in the year. The only thing is with his position, they generally go with the two guys that have kicked the most goals. So <laughs> if he's the guy that happens to fall third, fourth, fifth on the common medal, that's where I think he may he may not make the team because I think would he, would he make the bench though? Well, that, I think that's the only spot he can make it. So so I do say I'm going to jump in here, friendy, and say guys yep. like Ben Brown have traditionally mm. been the second or third, and they don't get picked even when they're the second because they're too one dimensional. And so, so maybe it's just maybe it's just the Coleman that's always a lock. Then yeah, I reckon if yep. you look at certainly where we're at at the moment. Um, yeah, Harry McKay's leading the common, but I don't have him as a lock. Nah, or Tex Walker. No, Tex Walker's the nah. guy. Tex, mate, he's all he's all fluff. Tex like puffs <laughs> his chest out, walks around like you know he's got like he's a stuck walker. up his ass. Exactly. Well, come <laughs> the end of the year, is there going to be a case for the centre half forward and the full forward to both be from Geelong? I if, think uh, Jeremy Cameron has missed too many games. Okay. Yep. No. Nah, fair. But he could have a strong second half horse and, you know, still finish top five. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. He's probably going to miss too many. Should I give you two more locks? Why not? Then we're going to have 12 out of 22 already locked. (laughs) I know. No, I think these two are a lock. Uh, We haven't had anyone from Brisbane yet, but I think Hugh McLuggage is on McLuggage, however you pronounce it. He is a lock. And I think Jack McRae from the Bulldogs is definitely a lock. So, um yeah, I think there probably is 12 locks already, horse, bearing injuries, you know, and then Mate, the rest are in the discussion. I think we should be submitting the Common Man podcast uh, mid. Maybe we could do a post somehow, um, talk to our social media yep. uh, expert, and um, we'll put it, out the there to the world. we'll put it out there. We will. We'll put it out there. Let's get talking a bit more after the, uh, after the pod. Let's put a team together. Put it yeah. out there. And maybe we'll and see who agrees, who doesn't. Exactly. Our listeners might have some thoughts. So mm. I might actually put it out there to the listeners. Mm. If you have some social media skills and you want to join the common man team. Oh, please hey, do. We are horrendous. Why don't you give us a hand? Why don't you give us a hand? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, not dilly I'll dally around this. We are, no, that's right. We, are, <laughs> we have no friendly. experts. <laughs> <laughs> there are no experts whatsoever. Anyway, we'll wrap. I think we'll wrap up the AFL here. Yeah. We've, we've locked in uh, twenty-four players into a twenty-two-man team. That's a good way to <laughs> good way to. <laughs> and we can't. We just can't be wrong, Friendy. I'm going to hand nah. uh, hand it over to you for some NBA. Come on now, NBA, get up and about for this. So we are right in the thick of things in the NBA Finals, and uh, we've already had the first round. Um, and so what we have left at the moment in the semifinals of each conference in the West, I'm getting straight into it here, fellas. Mm, we have the please. Clippers versus Utah, and as of right now, uh, Utah is winning that series one zip. Um, in the other the other side, we've got the uh, Suns versus Denver, and currently we have the Suns winning that one zip as, as we record this pod. And then over in the East, we have the Atlanta Hawks versus the Philadelphia 76ers, and that is one apiece. <laughs> hang, on, hang on. Can you say Phil- that again? Philadelphia. 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 Yeah, Philadelphia. Get your uh, yeah. Philly cheese. Your Philly, Philly cheese steaks. Yeah. <laughs> Philly cream cheese. And, um, and uh, as we press on, uh, that is one all in the uh, in the. You know, this is all going to be out of date by the time we are. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. But I want, to, I want to get it in there. I want to get it in there. It's and, one uh, all in and, the mispronunciation and, of the city. And, and that was helped by a 40-point game by uh, the big fella today. And then we have the other, the one, Bucks versus Brooklyn, which is, it's maybe sweet. It's, it's two zip oh, to Brooklyn. Never say, never say, well, never. never. Never say never. Now, I, I do want to, and we can go into these matchups in a moment, but I do want to just get this 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 stat, which I find intriguing. I love it. I think it's great for the game. Obviously, we know that that 
the Lakers are out, which is my beloved LeBron James. And I'm very sad about that. But what I love about the fact that the teams that have been kicked out already is that left, we have five teams that have never in the history of the NBA won a championship. And the wow. other three and the other three teams, we've got uh, Atlanta Hawks, 1958 was their last championship. We've got the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, 1971, thanks to the Skyhook Kareem. And the, the 76ers, 1983, are the most recent champions still remaining. 1983. Unbelievable. What, Exciting for the game. Boys, what do you think? I think well, they're saying there's, I would thought they're saying there's a lot of um, the Geelong Cats in uh, Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, Geelong compared Cats it to 2007. the 2007. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just got to get him in there, don't you? Yeah, no, I, I look, I, I think I mentioned this last pod. Um, the last two years has been literally a continuation of seasons. And uh, for the teams that did go deep in the bubble, um, they didn't really have much time to turn it around. And it certainly has had a, an effect. It's obvious uh, the top four teams last year, well, three of them are out first round, uh, Miami, Boston and, and LA. Uh, yeah. Denver got through in a seven-game series. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go in this particular round against Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix are looking really good. Mm. Um, but it's certainly taken a toll on the players. And I was even thinking, even before that, they also had the uh, World Championships. And players that were a part of that also missed out a lot of their mm. summer, their off-season then. Then they had the bubble. And then, you know, so it's there's been, I think, a lot of fatigue uh, across the NBA league in terms of players, in terms of coaches, uh, executives. Um, that's just been a constant um, probably drain on a lot, of, a lot of... So you've got teams like Atlanta and um, New York obviously went out in the first round, but some of these teams who had a nine-month off-season. Mm. So they're fresh. They're ready to go. Yep. And uh, I think it's great for the game. I think it's great to see some of these newer teams coming through and... It's exciting. There's, there's going to be a fan base very happy, aren't there? Yeah, even if it's a smaller fan base like Phoenix. I'm excited. I'm slightly on the Phoenix bandwagon. Yep, even, so am I. Even though for years wasn't a Chris Paul fan. Changed my tune a bit last year with OKC. And now I've doubled down on that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. they. I could see them getting to the finals. I don't think there's... Definitely. I don't think Utah have been too convincing. I think Denver are going to now really feel not having Jamal Murray out there. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking that they uh, they could really go deep. But on the other side, I think we'll all agree that even without James Harden, Brooklyn are going to be pretty hard. And yeah, obviously, whoever yeah. wins that Milwaukee, yeah, Bro- Brooklyn series, um, I think is going to be hard to beat overall. But I'd love to see Phoenix do something, hey, horse. Like, that yep. would be really cool. Um, they look exciting to watch at the moment. I actually think the East Finals is going to be the best series we'll have, I think. Well, it could be the best series that we have for the, for the rest of the playoffs. I think 76ers versus Brooklyn is is matching up to be a seven-gamer. What about NB, though? Yeah, well, I would not write. Well, he dropped forty points today. Mm. I think he's. I how does a guy do that with a meniscus, meniscus tear? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I think they're the only. I think they're the only team left that can actually beat Brooklyn. Um, they've got weapons everywhere. Like, I mean, you got. I mean, Ben Simmons hasn't been playing great, but he's a six foot ten point guard who can do everything. Yep. Tobias Harris has been playing great, and you've got Seth the Curry. Beat, if he can, Seth. I mean, really, he's he's playing like Steph at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then I'd love to see Utah. It, like if it's Utah versus 76 it's going to be a bit of a boring finals, I reckon. But Joey Ingles, get around him. I mean, yep, this is agreed. a guy that's gone. He's gone from the bubble to the World Championships, back to the NBA, and he's going to do the Olympics. The guy's going to be knackered, but hey, he's making got a got a sixth man nom as well. Correct, correct. Well, speaking of the Olympics, you see a lot of the Australian players. They can't come back to Australia. Mm, They're going to have correct. to go direct to. Um, Tokyo, Tokyo, so yeah. uh, Tokyo, Tokyo. I, mean, <laughs> I did, I did Tokyo, a friendly with Philadelphia, Tokyo. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm next. I'm gonna be. Yeah, really... you've got something coming. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned horse that uh, um, Joey Ingles did did uh, have a six man nomination, and we have we yep. have heard of a couple of these awards have already been 
given. So the sixth man was was Jordan Clarkson from Utah, and it was actually presented by our man Joe Ingles, um, which was a nice little thing, I thought. Well, um, actually, that was that that was a mistake. So it was a was bit it? like the Academy Award. Oh yes, they gave it to Joe first, <laughs> and they were yes. like, "Oh, sorry, you didn't win. Uh, you need to give <laughs> yeah. it to Jordan." I, and was, that was, was the wrong envelope. Wrong envelope. <laughs> was, Steve, was Steve Harvey presenting it? Was he? <laughs> um, and then uh, Coach of the Year was uh, Tom Thib, old old Tom Tebow, Thibodeau, <laughs> Tom uh, Tebow, Tom Tebow. Tom Tebow. <laughs> from the from the New York for the New York Knicks. <laughs> And then uh, we had the MVP, obviously, NFL. obviously uh, the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. Yep. My, my guy, my boy, the Joker. Um, yep. What do we think about all those? The, the one, the awards that have been announced. We we happy with that? Is it? I'm not happy about the coaches award, but you guys go. We also had Julius Randle for most improved as well. Oh yes, you're right. Mm. Thank you. Oh uh, look, I think Julius Randle was a lock. Jokic yep. was a lock. Yep. Um, coach of the year was pretty close between, yeah, obviously Monty uh, at Phoenix and Thibs at New York. But mm. there was a lot of talk about, you know, did was Monty the best coach because he had uh, Chris Paul? Um, and maybe that just went against him a little bit and yep. uh, put Thibs ahead of him. And I don't know, six man. What do you think, Freddie? Do you like yeah, Jordan Clarkson fan? Um, I think Jordan was the correct winner. I would have loved to see Joe Ingles win. We always knew that Clarkson was going to win because it's now it's just yeah. whoever scores Who the scores most. Who scores the most? Yep. Yeah, it was yep. that's why which was is a which is ridiculous. Like as we, I think we said last time, we would have loved to see D Rose. Yeah. Obviously, um, and I feel uh, like get up there. I feel like he impacted games more than Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. Like he controlled games out there when he was yep. on. More yep. than than you know, Clarkson poured in the points, but he wasn't the link for everything. Anyway, well, totally. Well, horse, horse. In the, uh, offline, uh, you were sharing with Forty Nine just maybe the legitimate legitimacy. Jeez, I can't get the words out today. Here we go. Um, <laughs> of of what this of what this MVP is because you found a, a bit of a fun fact with Derek Rose receiving a, a first place MVP vote. Correct. Talk us yeah. That. Yeah. No. Well, uh, there was. I don't know, was there like a hundred first place votes go out and and Jokic got 91 of those first place votes. Um, a few years ago, Steph Curry was the first unanimous MVP to get all of the first place votes. Steph got five. Uh, we had Chris Ball get a couple. We had Joel Embiid get one. That They all sound, you know, that's all pretty yep. fair. And then Derek Rose popped up with with a vote as well, coming off the bench for like, 35, 40 games. Um, maybe he started six games for the Knicks and he received a first place vote in the MVP. It was care well, of the, the fan vote. It was it was the fan vote um, together, but still, like uh, I'm a D Rose fan. Huge D Rose fan. He did have he did have all of Chicago and all of New York behind him shouting oh, MVP. <laughs> But, and and the Timberwolves and and Detroit and Cleveland. Oh yeah, Cleveland. He, they love. Yeah, that would have been shouting. his work at Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> he won the most. So, is he? Would you say Derek Rose is a Hall of Famer? I think now he is. It was debatable a couple of years ago. I think okay. he's turned it around the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Yep. Could have been a six-man winner last year. He was a finalist this year. I think he'll do very similar next year as well. Yeah. And I do hope in the next couple of years that he wins sixth man and can be that first person to go from MVP of the league to sixth man. I, I want a one, one last little fun fact for you. And I'll throw yep. to one more question for you boys in terms of NBA. Mm-hmm. Our mate Nikola Jokic from Denver. Shout out. The lowest uh, drafted player of all time to win the MVP. Mm. Round two, pick 41. Yeah. Incredible effort. Um, for for the little chubby kid from Serbia, um, <laughs> who I saw a meme today, he he got drafted when they call out the draftees. He got drafted during an ad break, and the, it was a Taco Bell ad break as he was drafted. I thought that was quite funny, but anyway. And do you um, think um, do you think, Friendy, that because of the short off season, that's played to his advantage? Because he didn't have time to get chubby, oh. and then take him half the season to get back in the yeah. shape. No, he, <laughs> he, yeah, he, look, he, he was he was top three MVP last year for for him. He could be top three MVP for the next 
three or four years. I think he's an he's a star. Yeah, he is. I was, um, forty. I thought you were going to say, do you think he's MVP because <laughs> everyone else was tired, but he plays pretty tired and overweight most of the time anyway. <laughs> so it just brought everyone else down to wow. his level of fitness. It's the common man year of the NBA. Yeah, hey, the first, first sentence in Shaq. Shaq was very happy about it. Finally, another big man uh, won the MVP. So, yeah, you know, it's true. Good on him. Yep. Good on him. Yep. yep. All right, fellas, last one for you in terms of NBA. Mm. Who who wins it from here? I mean, the obvious one's Brooklyn, but who else can contend? Well, we've sort of touched well, we, on it. Yeah, we've sort of touched on that. I, well, I, I, want you to, I want you to tell me right from here, you can't say Brooklyn, who wins oh, the NBA championship. But Brooklyn are going to oh. win it. They are well, there's, there's no lock. Milwaukee. Milwaukee got two games at home now. Nah, stop. Nah. Um, give, me, give me a series. Hey, come on, come on, fellas. I think Milwaukee, Brooklyn still go on a six, seven game series. Nah, I'm Mark thinking gen- gentlemen's sweep. Milwaukee are. Wow. Good. You're sweeping them. Ge- gentlemen's sweep. That's 4 1. A gentleman's yes. sweep. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. They'll give them yeah, game okay. four and then they'll put them to bed in game five. Um, Philly, Philly for me, lads. Philly are winning it. Wow, no. I, I, I'm going um, Phoenix. I'm going going with them. I reckon uh, no reason. Just, just no, they, look, Booker's it, playing out of his I'll skin. CP3 is amazing. I'll tell you, who, I'm team. not going. I'm not going the Clippers. No, no, they're they're no. a debacle, aren't they? They're like, they're like the they're like the Fremantle Dockers. They shouldn't even be in the league. Send them to Seattle. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> Here we go. Here's here's, here's the, the LeBron. Fan. LeBron fan that's all of a sudden, oh, I'm a Lakers diehard. He's been following them for not even two seasons. Seven minutes. <laughs> but now, nah, look, there's two Aussies on the, the 76ers with Ben Simmons and... Um, Matisse and, Tybal. Uh, Matisse Tybal. Has he ever... How do you say his name? Yeah. Yeah. I start calling in, you Charles Barkley in a minute. How long was he in Australia for? Maybe a year or something? He was seven minutes as well. That's good. And there we go. So, I think that sums it up, Friendy. If you're yeah, happy I agree. for me to take it from here and then handball it back over to 40. I think we'll leave the NBA there for now. Lots lots to talk about. Lots of good stuff. 40, I'm going to hand it over to you now, and you're going to talk a little cricket with the recent announcement from the IPL and the implications that that, that may have on our Aussie cricketers. What's the go? Yeah, well, uh, cricket, we're talking about it in June. Who would have thought? Um, it feels a bit weird unless it's the Ashes, uh, which it's not. And um, <laughs> we've obviously had the IPL uh, just uh, obviously with the coronavirus uh, going absolutely mental in India uh, with up to 350,000 cases a day. I, I can't even comprehend that. We're worried about Victoria getting locked down with 10 cases. Um, how about what's going on around the rest of the world? It's just crazy. And so obviously uh, the IPL has been, um, what would you say the word is? Not cancelled, but it was put on hold. It postponed. Postponed. And so they're looking at taking it to the United Arab Emirates, uh, to uh, that particular nation. And the question, should the Aussies go? Um, I'm not sure they should go, to be honest, because they might not be able to come back and uh, they could be stuck there for months on end. And that might uh, certainly have an impact on them playing uh, for the rest of Australia unless they meet, I don't know what our tour schedule is, horse, but um, I, I just think there's too much of a risk for our Aussie players. But the carrot at the end is how much money they get. So Money talks, and uh, I don't know what you guys, whether you guys agree. It is a hard one because I mean, it, it's such a sad situation that's that's happening in India, um, and it's still going. But there, you know, there has to also come that time where it's like, well, we we can't hold our lives forever. Like for these cricketers, this is their livelihood. This is what they're trying to set their lives up for. This is what mm. they, this is how they make their money, their income. And if they don't play, well, they're, they're not getting paid. For what they they love to do and, the, and what they're good at doing and what they can only do for a short amount of time. So, I think for some it's going to be a necessity to have to go. Um, I think it's really hard for the ones that have families. Does the families go with them? Do the families stay behind? Do they take the risk of not being able to see loved ones for a while? Um, 
you know, I keep up to date closely with Dave Warner because he posts on social media 35 times a day. So, um, you know, I, I think there comes a point in time where we also have to go, you know, you know, Neil Danaher says it perfectly for this upcoming big free seven play on. Um, we have to get up and, and keep moving as best we can in a safe way. Mm. Um, and maybe the UAE is the answer. Maybe they have been able to set it up in a safe way that they can make it happen. Um, and if so, well, we can't keep holding our lives forever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, lads, I know, I know I've probably been I've probably been f- serious friendly tonight with a lot of these yeah. uh, answers, but uh, I I will lighten things up a little bit. I kind of do hope that none of the Australian cricketers do go because then that might be mean the return of Colin Funky Miller might get the call up to go over to the UAE. <laughs> what about just, what about Brad Hogg? Oh, you, oh Hoggy. come on! What oh, about and what about Doug the Rug? I'd like Doug, Doug the Rug. Rug. Dougie, Dougie Bollinger. Bollinger Bert, came Bert back. Hughes? Imagine the imagine the first wig to get COVID. <laughs> so Doug didn't get it, but his wig got Dude, it was, and had to go into that quarantine. Was literally, that was overnight, wasn't it? One one test he was playing ball. The next one he had a full on toupee going on. Like, that was unbelievable. <laughs> well, there you go. That was cricket. Excellent. And hey, that is our week slash month in sport. Chuck another shrimp on the barbie, mate. It's time for the grill. Oh, you. And welcome back. We are hanging out at the grill. As usual, we got some old school Aussie beef slim snags. We've got some fat bratwurst. And we've also got one of those long boar worst South African sausages that go on for days. Yes, it is a massive sausage fest today at the grill. And while we're waiting to turn our tasty morsels of meat, I'm going to throw to you, Friendy, for a question without notice. You know, this is the whole reason that the grill exists for us to ask some random questions while we hang out at the barbecue. What have you got for us today? Well, what I love about this one, Horse, is that it uh, it actually hasn't come from either of us. Um, I was I was speaking to a, a good friend, longtime listener of this podcast. Um, he goes by the name of Ryan Locke, but has many nicknames. Fitzy, Frizy, uh, five on debut from time to time. Um, he, he he's pretty much like Ryan Fitzgerald himself. But he's written into the podcast and and just wanted to throw out a suggestion. And I, I quite like the suggestion. And it, it's simply this: if we could combine any two sports to make it one ultimate sport, what two sports would you combine? And what would the sport look like? How would it go? Some examples, when I was growing up, um, you know, backyard cricket was a big thing. Um, so we, we wanted to change the game up a little bit and we added tennis into it. So we served the tennis ball um, and that's how you bowled. And it certainly made it quite a challenging game. Yeah, yeah. If we talk about an actual sport, when you think about, think about the movie Basketball, they combined yep. baseball and basketball together. Um, it created basketball. So, fellas, I, I don't know if you've, you've uh, got any ideas or suggestions about what could happen, but any two sports, combine them, ultimate game, what is it? Now, Forty's going to jump in, and I'll let him answer, but I'm just going to put it out there. I reckon we're going to have potentially the same idea. So you go, Forty, and I'll tell you afterwards. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about the horse, because <laughs> if we have the same idea, that it's would be cool. unbelievable. That it's would be incredible. Cool. So I'm going to combine these two sports. Yep. Um, canoeing. Yep. And rugby. That's exactly what I had. Wow. Imagine. Imagine these big burly blokes just in canoes and they and to tackle they have to ram other boats and like and like tip them out and then they grab the ball and off they go. Foom, foom. Touchdown! Yeah, yeah, that's what we're they, talking about. Will they, nece- will they necessarily have to be like burly blokes? They could just be little oh, Irish fellas, couldn't they? Oh, uh, look, I feel like a burly bloke's going to have more power uh, to come through and 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 knock the uh, the skinny raunt bloke off his canoe. <laughs> so, are we talking kayak type style? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know. I get kayak that. or rowing boats or whatever. Throw your boat. Paddle steamers. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever aquatic device you can get on the water and one person can be in charge of it, you can do it. Because think of it. And you could do it. 
You could do in a massive swimming pool too, like because it's a square rectangular, and then you've got like you've got your touchdown lines and yep. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yep. I reckon. And you could throw it, throw it to your other canoe, off they go. Like it's it's built for a sport. This this could actually be a thing, guys. So it's it's, it's a sort it's of pretty like much wheelchair rugby. I was going to say no. it's like um, water polo, but in canoes. Yeah, well, look, let's throw another sport in. Yeah. Let's make it a trifecta. Nah, you can only have two. You can only have two. Ryan was specific with his okay. rules, and it was two uh, sports. Rug, rugby and Rowan. I'm rugby just, league. Rugba. I'm going with a very obvious one based on what we talk about a lot. I'm talking about combining the old AFL and basketball, footscootball, on a larger basketball court where you've got to dribble it, but you can be tackled. You can kick the ball or you can pass the ball. And at the end, you have the option of either kicking a goal, but the goals are worth less points because they're easier to kick. You can kick at a hoop above the goalposts and try and get that in for even more points or the middle of the range, you can shoot it like a basketball. So there's numerous elements, but you can kick the ball. You can throw the ball. There's no need for the handball. Um, So it's a bit like international rules, but with a basketball ring, not a soccer net. A a little, a little bit of international rules, but you've got to dribble the ball the whole time. And speaking of which, that would be the sport that has two sports combined in the world. Is there any other sport that has been combined like that? There are a few sports out there that have been combined, Ford. Uh, Ultimate Frisbee and golf has been combined. And then um, carpentry and tennis was combined to create table tennis. (laughs) (laughs) So that exists already? (laughs) That is ridiculous. (laughs) Well, I feel like inter- international rules footy is a com- combination of AFL and Gaelic. So that's kind of been combined. Yeah. Very similar but- to t- table tennis. There was ping and then there was pong. And they, <laughs> they created ping pong. You can't do that. You can't. <laughs> it's a bit, bit like cheeks. What about that basketball with trampolines? Yeah. Uh- oh, yes. That was great. That was... Yeah, a slam ball. Would, slam ball. That was a bit of a um, slam ball. That's is it. that still going? Because that was a bit of a thing about ten years on yeah, tally. Coach, was... coach Coach Carter was one of the coaches. Well, was he? And, the um, real Coach Carter. And uh, Nathan from One Tree Hill used slam ball as his way of getting back into the NBA after <laughs> he was picked for the Charlotte Bobcats and um, got. Oh, maybe it was Seattle he was picked for. And I don't want to be anything other than... Pushed through a, a glass door in a bar fight and severed his spinal cord. Pick number 10, even. Yeah, anyway, there you go. That's slam ball. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit off track there. I don't know what you were going. I thought I was 40 no, seconds talking about my it'd be, it'd be great to commentate about commentate that uh, particular sport, wouldn't it? I could just imagine Roy and HG... Mm. Commentating trampoline oh, surely basketball. Friendy surely. Did, you, did you have a sport? Well, I I um uh, not really to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you had international rules. You had Gaelic football yeah. and AFL, didn't you? I, you I feel like I feel, well, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about like uh, you know, some individual sports you could bring together, um, like tennis and like swimming, maybe, and, maybe te- swimming and jumping, and we could call what it. About, like, could combine- be, what about golf tennis? Like tee the tee the golf ball up off the tee and whack it with a tennis racket. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you could. Anyway, great question from Ryan. From Ryan, it was. yeah, good it was. on you, Fitzy. And can we just give him another big up because it was great. I don't know about you it's guys. To- I was excited to get a DM at, on our Instagram, <laughs> and, he, and, he and it wasn't said, spammed. And he goes, I'm just sliding into your DMs. DMs, exactly. Yeah, that's what we like to see. Slide on away. Slide away. Well, you would not believe it, folks. We are at the end of another episode. And as always, we like to remind you about how you can contact us. And we're going to put up our contact details in the show notes with the 
Instagram, with our email address that just gets flooded and flooded and flooded on the daily with emails, um, mainly just from the, the one person um, who has a Who's that? Well, it's actually just our our podcast provider, SoundCloud, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they just want us to upgrade and pay our bill and things like that. Um, so we'll put those things and those details in the show notes. Friendy, I'm throwing it over to you because Bordy and I are pretty excited. We think we're getting some common man jerseys soon. We've we've ditched the caps. What's happening? Where's what's a jersey update for us? Jersey update is we are 14 days out oh. from wearing. I reckon. I, you know what? I reckon by our next podcast we'll be wearing our the common man jerseys, custom made. Maybe um our new social media expert can put a photo up on um. On the gram. Maybe they would <laughs> have an influencer who could wear the jersey for us. Yes. Well, I'm going I'm to I'm send I, mine off. I did buy an extra jersey for this reason. So that Instagram, Ooh. the social person that's keen to join our team, there's a jersey waiting for you. I mean, what more oh. do you want? Wow. And, it's, and you have to be a particular size to match it. That's the, that's the criteria. <laughs> no, Friendy, I'm sure you're going to say you've got triple XL. So anyone who's... Above triple XL, bad luck, you're out. But anyone who's under it, <laughs> you're a chance. You're a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. Now, Forty, I'm not going to ask you what you've been watching lately because I know that you don't like it when I, you know, start a. Oh, you cut me off, horse, every time. So it's I'm like, the joke's been done. Come on. <laughs> it, it has. It's, it's been done. To, it's been done to death. I do understand that. So all I'm going to say to you, gentlemen, is. It's been great potting with you again. I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks of NBA and we'll meet very soon. Can we make a pact to meet soon, guys? Can we do this? We can. Yeah, sure. We'll end on a nice, calm, emotional note. <laughs> I love you guys. No, genuinely, I do. No, this isn't awkward at all. Someone <laughs> jump in and say bye, please. Please. I love you more, horse. Thanks, friendy. See you guys. Interview dropping soon. Woo! Whatever we do, let's not finish this episode with, hey, let's talk about reality TV because that joke has been (laughs) ridden into the ground.